Soon after a child is born, parents wait for the day to hear the most beautiful words in the world. Mommy or Daddy. Beautiful words. And when you finish school, you also wait to hear some beautiful words. You graduated. Not always taken for granted. My teacher in high school had a sign on the wall that said, Time will pass. Will you? <laughs> Luckily, I did. On a more serious note, if you had cancer and went through chemotherapy, there are some very important words you want to hear. You are cured. Depending on who we are or where we are in our lives, there are some words that we are all just waiting to hear. In today's gospel, a group, group of people bring a paralyzed man to Jesus who is lying on a bed. So if you were this man or, or one of the people carrying the paralyzed man, what would the word that you want to hear? Well, unfortunately, they did not hear what Jesus want, what they wanted to hear from Jesus. Most likely, we would say that we want to hear, you are healed, stand up and go to your home. And I'm sure this man and his friends were awaiting to hear those exact words. However, instead of healing the paralyzed man, Jesus says, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven you. Kind of reverses things. Although it is a great thing that Jesus forgave the man's sins, but the gospel specifically introduces him as a paralyzed man, not as a man who has sinned in any particular way, or a man who came to Jesus seeking forgiveness. So why did Jesus tell the man, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven you, before he said anything else? Very simply because Jesus reminds the man, Jesus reminds the crowd, and in hearing the gospel today, Jesus reminds all of us here present that the things that we want to hear are not necessarily the things that we need to hear. The man wanted to hear, your, you are physically healed. But he needed to hear, you are spiritually healed. By doing this, Jesus also shows us that we often focus on external looks and conditions more than on our internal health, which consists of our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, and everything else that may be going on inside of us. God definitely wants us to take care of our bodies, and he definitely wants to take care of our bodies. But even the healthiest athletes end up getting sick and dying. A few years ago, a 51-year-old colonel, Gene Montague, was in perfect health, and he decided to run a triathlon. At the end of the triathlon, unfortunately, he fell and he died. Man in perfect health, probably could have appeared in some articles and magazines as the exemplar of what it means to look good, to feel good, and to have a perfect life. Unfortunately, everything on the inside, outside did not reflect what was going on inside. There are many other similar stories 
of people who look good, who feel good, and seem to be perfectly healthy, but suddenly get sick, die, or have their entire life fall apart. In today's gospel, Jesus shows us that he is better than any physician because he knows more than just how we look. His diagnosis, which is complete, includes how we really feel and what we need the most. It is easy to change our clothes, but it is much more difficult to change our interior attitude, our emotions, our thoughts, and the way we see others and the world. And this is what the gospel today challenges us to. Today's gospel, Jesus shows us that he wants us to take care of our soul before we try to take care of our bodies. And Jesus also encourages us to look into people's souls and into their lives before we look at their externals. Because people, all of us here present, are much more than our looks. And our story is, is unique. Every single one of us has a unique story. And that story is much deeper than the clothes we are wearing or the financial situation that we are in. Uh, there is a beautiful article that I read this week in the Los Angeles Catholic magazine called The Angelus. Covers uh, a ministry by Catholic young people in their 20s who dedicate their time, actually leave different parts of the United States to spend a year or two in the streets of Los Angeles, not in the wealthy parts of the streets of Los Angeles. The parts of Los Angeles that people are living on the streets in tents and have their entire homes on the side of buildings or wherever they can find it. This movement is called Christ in the City. And it focuses on the fact that if Christ were here, in fact Christ is here and all of us here present, he would be speaking to the poor, the needy, those who are most abandoned. And what these young people do is they carry in their backpacks some sandwiches, some, some water, and walk up to a homeless person and just start talking to them. One of the girls by the name of Janice Williams, a 20-year-old girl from Pittsburgh, says, The first day I was on this, on this street ministry, I met a girl. She was like me. I didn't know she was homeless. She started crying to me. She said this was the first time she had a real conversation in months. And that just changed my perspective of how people are and that's why I'm here. I'm more appreciative of what I have. She also says that prior to having this ministry on the street, she avoided poor people. She avoided people who looked dirty, who seemed abandoned in life, because it was much more convenient to simply walk away. Her and another said, <clears throat> Jesus wanted to be with those on the streets in a very personal and loving way and manifest his love on the streets at all time. There are so many people out there who know the name of Jesus but don't know the love of Jesus. This is our role 
as baptized men and women. It's to be the presence of Jesus in everything that we do. To be the presence of Jesus to those who don't see the presence of Jesus or feel the presence of Jesus. And how do we do that? By going beyond the externals of how people look and all the categories that we place each other in to seeking the inner story, the much deeper story that tells something that is beyond any stereotype we can imagine. The beauty of today's readings is that the gospel focuses on inner healing and the epistle of St. Paul to the Romans focuses on the many inner blessings that God has given every single one of us. Sometimes it is difficult for us to honestly look at ourselves because, quite honestly, we don't like what we see. We're often too hard on ourselves and fill our minds with all sorts of negative thoughts. I am too young, or I'm too old. I am too tall, or I'm too short. I am too kind, and people take advantage of me. Or I am too mean in order to establish my grounds. People don't like me. I don't have enough friends. Others have a bigger house than I, or others have a better job than I. All these things we say to ourselves and put ourselves down, and by saying these things, we forget the many inner blessings that God has given us. Today's epistle reminds us to move beyond these and many other negative thoughts that we allow to fly around through our heads. Sometimes people have a negative view of religion and think that religion's role is to tell all of us just how bad we are. But nothing can be further from the truth. The true nature of our faith is to realize that God has blessed us in so many ways and some of those ways are hidden. And also God has blessed every single person around us in so many ways and those ways are also hidden. St. Paul tells us that we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. He goes on to specify these gifts. Prophecy, service, teaching, exhortation, generosity, assistance, and acts of mercy. We all have these inner gifts in a variety of ways within us. And too often people judge each other by how they look. We wonder how much that person paid for his or her clothes while we overlook the value of the person wearing those clothes. Jeremiah says in chapter 17, I, the Lord, search the mind and I try the heart to give to every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his, of his dealings. In other words, the Lord sees our heart. The Lord sees who we are more than what we appear to be. In today's gospel reading, Jesus does eventually tell the paralyzed man, rise up, take your bed, and go home. But he does not place this as a priority. The epistle and gospel remind us that Jesus wants us to take care of our body, but more important, he wants us to take care of our souls by encouraging us to develop and put 
to good, to good use all the wonderful and manifold blessings he has given us. What important words do you want to hear? Do we want to hear the words from people around us that affirm how good we look, how successful we are, how smart we are, or how athletic we are? Or do we want to hear God's words that remind us how blessed we are, how many gifts we have, and how we can use our spiritual gifts and talents to serve others? Ultimately, do we want to hear we look good, or do we want to hear that we are good? You can look good, but not really be that good inside. Jesus wants to remind us that he has freely given each one of us a treasure that is within us, that is far greater than any earthly treasures we can work our entire life to gather.